This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Terrace here with another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me is always my buddy, my coach, my pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and only, John Malika. But before we ask John how he's doing, guys, we got to do a little housekeeping as usual. If you listen to this podcast, we're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it, we are, we there. are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. If you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a comment. That helps oh so greatly. And guys, if you are big fans of Fansite and like reading their articles, we're also located there. If we're on the Daily Knicks and the Jet Press, if you want to listen to us on the web, we're embedded over there. So go check it out. We also got a YouTube page, Knicks, Jets, ETC, period. Look for the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And when you watch a video, please make sure to hit the like button and leave a comment because guess what? That just helps us out. We like to engage with you. It's the polite thing to do. And we want to know your takes on what we're saying. We like to engage with you. The last Knicks episode, guys have their thoughts on Emmanuel quickly and uh, <laughs> maxing out RJ and building around RJ Barrett. So if you want to get involved in those conversations, you know where to go. And Sublime Musics, thank you for always commenting. We love that paragraph on the last Jets episode. We really like it uh, for the Jake Asman. So appreciate you too. Thank you for always chipping in. And then guys... We also got another podcast on the channel. It's called Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, and now Chip Murphy. All right. These guys have been going down everything, gambling on everything. MLB, golf, the Masters is going on this weekend. They did college betting. I'm sure Chip wants to do some NFL betting when the uh, season comes up as well. These guys will do whatever. Best time of the year, bro. It's the best time of the year. Wait for Champions League, World Cup winter. I mean, this is, this is it, dude. I'm, 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 I think if I'm sitting here, I just taught my dad how to parlay groups. In the World Cup, he's having a blast over here throwing Senegal in because they just, you know, smacked Egypt. It's it's go time on Olympics week, bro. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? It's uh, there's there's two there's two times of the two times of the year that's great for sports. It's October when you got all the sports. You got baseball, basketball, uh, football in action, and then you got April. <laughs> you got April, March, and March beginning of April where you got college March Madness, right? NCAA basketball for men's and women. You got uh, baseball. You got spring training in action. You got the NBA that's wrapping Opening up. Opening day week, baby. Yo, you got a lot of action going on. You got the Masters that's usually right around the corners. There's so much going on. These are the two times of the year until the dead days of July and August when it's just baseball. So enjoy yeah, it, once everyone. In a blue moon, once in a blue moon, we even get a Knicks playoffs. I don't know what that is. <laughs> so, yeah, once in, a, once in a while. Don't even know what that is. But last and certainly not least, we're on all, all social media platforms. We're on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. There. John, my man, how are you doing today? So, I'm good, man. I'm good. Like you said, dude, we're we we we've turned the chapter of basketball. We are officially on to the Jets world. Uh, I'm definitely going to the NFL draft at MetLife. Little Jets party going on. Uh, You're going to the draft. Awesome. You've made that decision. Hell yeah. It wasn't, you're, buying season t- you're buying season tickets too? Is that happening too? No, I, I, I was talking to Greg uh, about it. it. 
there's two reasons why I'm not going with the season tickets, but I, 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 I did think about it really hard. It's, it's tough to commit eight, like whole, whole weekends. Cause it's a, it's a weekend event. I know Saturday have some time, but it's, it's hard to commit eight weekends to, to MetLife. Plus I'm definitely going to green Bay and definitely Denver. And I'm thinking about Seattle depending on the schedule. So, and there's I'm a podcast just, you gotta, and there's a podcast <laughs> you gotta record. And I gotta work and I got life. So. There's, there's a lot going on in, in the winter, man. Like you said, especially with the World Cup going on, it, it's tough. It's tough to commit red zone. I can't give up eight red zones just like that. And then who knows, man? Who knows? Uh, worst comes to worst, the, the Jets will win and, and take more money from me, right? Because I'll, I'll buy single game <laughs> tickets. So it's fine. I'm 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 down with it. I'm good, man. I'm ready, dude. I'm so ready for this draft, dude. April, beautiful, dude. The hope, the hope is so high. Every day, the hope, man. Like opening day, Jets draft, like the Knicks rebuild time because the playoffs. Well, if you're a Yankees fan, over. if you're a Yankees fan, unlike our unlike our video producer Greg, who's joining us today, and we're gonna ask Greg how he's doing, who's a Mets fan. If you're a Yankees fan, you listen to Brian Cashman, who constantly brings up, "Oh, well, if the Houston Astros didn't cheat, it's like, yo, bro, <laughs> shut up, come on, man, that's so passe." Just like. Can, can we get, can, let's, let's, let's focus on now. All right. We haven't done shit since 09. Can we, can we please just get back in to the race of being what the Yankees are all about? Come on now. You don't want, you don't, you don't have your 2017 uh, championship ring. Yeah. And then come yeah, in the mail. Sure. No, it didn't. I have a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have a hoodie. I'll, I'll bring it out next episode. 2017 champs. I mean, you are Egyptian, so you're techn- you are part of the continent of Africa. I'm sure they shipped all the the. Oh, there, right? low blow, low blow. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, right. guys, we Speaking got we got blows, a we got a Mets fan on, bro. Oh, <laughs> there it is, there it is. This guy's probably happy though. We got our one and only video producer Greg on camera with us today. Greg, what's going on, man? How are you feeling today? Feeling great. Uh, John, you know, you guys talked about it, you teed it up. We did winning picks weekly this week. So I've got very excited about baseball very fast. It, it came so quick with, uh, division parlays, futures. I mean, you can't with, with the futures and all that stuff, you can't sit around and wait. You got to look up, you got to research, you got to get going, figure out who's on what team, pitching staffs as a Met fan. Are they healthy? So, you know, you got to look at all that <laughs> stuff. So, um, tell us about that. You want to go and touch on that real quick? Dude, we're fine. We're we're not, you know, we're not fine. we're not worried. The Grom's gonna be four, four to eight weeks. He'll be back. He'll be throwing gas. Forty eight months or weeks? Oh, it depends. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. So, you know, I'm excited. You know, about the Mets season. Obviously, a lot of people talk about Degrom and Scherzer, which obviously two be- you know two of the best pitchers at baseball. There's a lot of reasons to talk about them, but they made a lot of great moves. I think with getting bats and you know one of the things that's tough about being a Mets fan is we just don't hit the ball. We don't score. It's tough to win every game with three runs. As Yankee fans, you guys put up runs. So, you know. Yeah. Let me tell you something about that. Their yeah. home runs are, are nothing. You can't win games like that. Right? Yeah, yeah. So so I'm hoping we get some consistent bats this year in the outfield and the infield. And overall, I like I like the moves we're making. I mean, we got Uncle Stevie here now. He's buying up everyone. He's sending out contracts left and right. You guys got Brian Cashman crying about 2017. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing, man. It's a great time to be a Met fan. What is it? Uh, Mr. Cohen is saying that games are going to be on SNY. Where is it? Where, where, where can you watch these games now? Where, where do you put them? Amazon Prime. Dude, do we right? have, Amazon Prime. <laughs> Amazon Prime, SNY. As long as my broadcast team is there, it's fine. They're the best in the biz. I love them all. So 
Uh, we'll be fine. We're, we're not worried about the Grom yet. He's going to take his time. He's going to come back. Last season, he screwed it up. He was great in the beginning of the season and got hurt late in the season. We need him for late in the season this year because we're trying to do some damage. So take your time. We'll figure it out in the first couple of weeks, first couple of months. We'll be right there in contention when it comes down to it. Listen, well, this is all karma for your Chris Paul talk. Oh, brother. All karma for oh, your Chris man. Paul talk. Is this a pro Chris Paul podcast? Yes. Yes. Oh, this geez. is. A... Oh, man. Where's Chip? I didn't oh, know. man. Get Chip on this pod. Where's Chip? Get Chip. All right. We want to talk about someone who's pro Chris, uh, Chris we'll, we'll Paul. We'll talk NBA. We'll, we'll talk NBA later. We're here to talk about the Jets today. You see my background. Yeah. We're ready to go. You know, we got green. We got white. We're ready to rock. I'm very excited about this. Speaking about taking time, let's uh, let's talk about Joe Douglas and uh, Robert Sala taking some time to sit down for some interviews, right? So, John, I'm going to kick it off with you. What did you think about them today, huh? Well, I mean, I'm I'm not shocked by Salah and Douglas uh, being on the same page. I'm not shocked about Kyle Shanahan uh, talking up the Jets, you know, front office because and coaching staff because. You know, they're, they're, they're the same family. They're the same tree. Uh, I'm not shocked about anything that comes out right now surrounding, you know, the Jets and, and all this news. The one thing we know about Joe Douglas is he keeps everything in-house. So when he speaks, you listen, right? That's what I love about this front office. So he's talking about, you know, I, I want to hear Greg's thoughts on it. But they they – they understand what they went into going into free agency, right? We had so many holes and we had to just plug in, you know, we had to fill in every hole just so we're not desperate going into the draft. Like, oh my goodness, if we don't get X, like if we don't get a wide receiver, if we don't get, you know, an edge rusher, if we don't get a court, like it's over. If you don't get a safety, right? We have to draft Kyle Hamilton fourth because if we don't get a safety, it's over. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna we're gonna give up a 37 touchdowns to tight ends again, and here we go. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they're on the same page about being able to fill the holes and the kind of players that they're looking for. And Alex, you and I have been hitting on this for so long, and whether it's it's the Knicks and the Jets now, we understand what the front office wants. And for the Jets, they're very consistent in getting players who are had the awards and were on the top of their conference. Right slash team captains we we we've seen in the recent notes, but also their work ethic. Like it doesn't surprise me why they love Carl Lawson so much. Like the guy, you know, videos of him coming off his Achilles, and there was a, a note about a setback, and look at him working. Right, there was all this stuff about Mikai Becton with the setback, and look at him working. So I'm I'm just excited about that. Greg, what did you think about about? Uh, our our head guys, man. We, I, do we, do you finally trust in the Jets front office? Am I going to hear that from Greg's mouth? <laughs> you said it when the kind of the intro part. You were like, you know, optimism's at an all time high. Feeling good is at all time high. I feel like the Jets every season, like this is one of the best times of the year. But for me, it's the first time in a long time that I'm like really jacked up for it because I finally trust the front office and the head coach. And then breaking coming news. together. This is breaking news. It's insane, but it's the first time in what, a decade that I feel real confident about. Welcome to the program. Yeah, about, <laughs> about everything, about the whole front office. It's the first time in a while 
I'm not complaining about Todd Bowles last year or Adam Gase last year or Mike Tannenbaum or Idzik or oh whoever it God. is. We're going to get to Mike Tannenbaum later, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the first time in a long time that, that as a Jet fan, I'm not worried about the front office and the coach. And I think that they've done good steps. You know, Joe Douglas in his first draft, it is what it is. We'll see how that pans out. Second draft, I think, had a lot better draft. Third draft now, we're not even there yet. And I feel very confident about the pieces that they've brought in. And, and my thing with both these guys is I really feel like they they say what they mean and they back it up. Joe Douglas has been clear he's not going to set the market for any free agent. So what did he do? He signed, he signed four veteran free agents with tons of playoff and winning experience. That's what we need. They also talked about finding guys with the right attitude that the Jets want to foster. And I love for the first time in a while, I feel confident that the general manager and the head coach have a tone and an attitude they want the Jets to be with and that they're making it clear to everyone in the organization, this is who the Jets are, this is who we're going to be, and this is how we're going to approach winning football games. So very excited about the the interviews that came out on the official Jet podcast. Very excited about the offseason so far and who we've picked up. And I can't wait for this draft. I mean, we're a couple weeks away. It's going to sneak up on us again, uh, just like everything does, because there's so many pieces moving. So I'm happy we're here talking about it. I'm happy, you know, we're going to have some more draft content coming out because there's so many pieces. There's so many things that we can address. But to to your point, there's no major hole that I feel like we need to figure out where some Jets fans kind of still do. And I don't, I just don't see it. So we'll, we'll dive into all that. But I think we're in a great spot right now. The best spot we've been in going into a draft in a long time. For sure. I'm, I am so happy. Like, insert verbal meme, Homer Simpson. <laughs> Like, you know, tapping the couch, that's, you know, that, that's yeah. right <laughs> with Greg coming in. But I want, I want to hear Alex's thoughts on that, dude. How, Alex, how are you? We didn't get your, you know, uh, salutations, in, in, you know, to open this pod. And how, how are you feeling about, about this, you know, Jets front office uh, going into the draft? You know, you call me Mr. Optimist, but I want to, I want to know, I want to know what the Tratocaster's thinking. Cautiously optimistic, as I always <laughs> am with the New York Jets, because I've been burned too many times, my man. But no, I like yeah. the fact that we hear that Robert Sala and Joe Douglas are on the same page. I mean, that's something that you necessarily want to hear. I mean, unlike the Knicks, where you hear that there's sort of a disconnect between what Tom Thibodeau and Leon Rose and everyone else in the front office wants, which is not unnatural. You know, that's even throughout any course of business where people are not always on the same page and it takes sometimes in sports and off season to get back on the same page. But the fact that the New York Jets both have a GM and a head coach that are on the same page. I mean, we can go back throughout all the history as we always do, right? Whether it's like Rex Ryan and John Idzik, whether it's Mech Hagnan and Todd Bowles, uh, whoever, right? Yeah. Adam Gase and, and freaking <laughs> uh, Joe Douglas. It doesn't, you, you just hear, or even Adam Gase and McCagnan, uh, like or the Adam fact Gase that and we Adam have, Gase. I would say Adam Gase and Adam Gase. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Gase and Adam Gase doesn't even know what's going on with Sign each other. Sign Le'Veon I mean, Bell for a million dollars. That was a tough week. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't um, believe that man. he was our GM head coach. <laughs> I hate that guy. And we had Tim Tebow uh, as, a, as, a, as a quarterback. Like, this franchise, man. They get we've, you sometimes. We've seen some things. We've seen <laughs> yeah. some things as a franchise. We've literally seen ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a fact. But no, the fact that they're on the same page, they have, they have a strategy for how they want to attack free agency, how they want to attack the draft. That's all key components because as long as they know what their strategy is together, it kind of helps 
with Robert Sala was scheming for that defense, right? And giving Michael Ford an idea oh, yeah. of how to scheme for that offense. And Joe Douglas has now the understanding of what he needs to stock for inventory, right? Do you want to go into the draft and go get a defensive back? Do you want to go into the draft and get an offensive lineman? Are we going to do that for, through free agency, which we did, right? We got Tomlinson. So these are things that we hear. It's just good. And this, this is why I'm cautiously optimistic because I, I had the, you know, we've had the faith in JD, John, you and I, since we started this podcast, right? And we, we knew that he was going to be the guy based on his, his pedigree, working with the Eagles. Yeah. I think he was with, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. He was with the Baltimore Ravens too, but the, just the fact that he's been with top, you know, top teams that have won Super Bowls and now he's here and able to do that. That was that confidence. And now they have a guy who is, you know, a leader of all men, as some people like to call him out there. Uh, last season will never, <laughs> beginning before last season, we'll never forget. Never forget that one, John. Never forget that one. But he's a leader of men. People like him around the league. What was your favorite Zach Wilson uh, comparison? That he's in, oh, off platform. <laughs> oh, off platform. Oh, <laughs> That came out of nowhere. Never heard of off platform in my life. And then last saw, well, he can throw off platform. Where's the fucking, what the fuck is this shit? (laughs) Off platform. Give me a fucking break. Um, we just like to, it's just like any industry. It's no, because like any industry, bro, it's like, oh, we're going to create this new terminology that no one has ever heard of. And we want to seem cool and intelligent. It's like, bro, just say he can throw off his feet, off balance, whatever you want to call it. That's what he's doing. No one needs to, no one needs this technical lingo they just created. That's my, that's what really grinds my gears, John. That's what really grinds my gears. Listen, man, um, speaking of, speaking of terminology and phrases, my favorite one, I, I think this whole offseason regarding the Jets is Zach Wilson is good. Have you seen those shirts going around? I, Zach I, Wilson I love, is good. I love, but those how shirts. about the Braxton about the Barrios tweets, is good? <laughs> but how about the tweets? But how about the reporting of, of Zach Wilson? But before I begin to do that, Last thing I'll say on the front office, the fact that they're all in line together, that's why I'm optimistic. That now we can go into this third season and be like, all right, everyone knows what it's doing. There's the expectation. That's why I'm cautiously optimistic because we have to come out, start winning some games this season. That's why everything is, everything else on paper looks good, but now we got to start winning. But how about Zach Wilson, bro? Zach Wilson out here training with his wide receivers. We see even Denzel Mims is getting some love out there. Run some routes. Look at that. Texting the GM, like, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> videos. I love that. I actually love that so much. Maybe it's because he got clowned for that drill that he did last season where he's just twinkle-toeing uh, through the ladder drill, accidental through running routes. You know, I, look, for him, your second overall pick, you know, even if he doesn't want to be here and he wants to increase his trade value, you have to take this seriously. The average NFL contract is – once again, four years, I think, right? I think I'm pretty sure it's four yeah. years. And, and so he could be easily out of the league in no time. I mean, let's just look at Stephen Hill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he could easily end up like that. Uh, no, no one wants to look at Stephen Hill, but hey. I don't want to look at, the, I don't but look hey, at Smith, but, Jr. I don't want to look at the other Smiths. I don't want to look at any Smith. <laughs> right? No Smith. Well, let me tell you something. If neurons know well in Stephen Hill, high five. Does it break the sound barrier? <laughs> they got stone hands, <laughs> but no, I man. Mean, like I'm see, you're I mean, seeing, you're seeing that type let's of stuff. Let's not trash on Noel too much. He might be our starting center next year. So let's just hold our horses a little bit on, on all that. All right, but yeah, <laughs> it's a good thing to see that. It's a good thing to see that there, the, you see Zach training with his wide receivers, getting ready for this upcoming season. Because even for Zach Wilson, right? We saw how off target he was, especially for the the short routes. 
uh, and the intermediate routes, right? Like he's got a great uh, deep ball, but between the short routes throwing the the wheels and everything else, drags, like he wasn't connecting. <laughs> Checkdowns, he was not connecting. So the fact that he's out there, it looks like he's put on some muscle too. Dude's looking pretty, pretty brolic right now. These are all good signs going into the offseason. What do you think, Greg? I'm going to go to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot to make about the the big narrative. One of the big narratives for the Jets this offseason has been Zach Wilson needs to take a step. Zach Wilson needs to be better. I like the point that you made, Alex, about just Zach Wilson sometimes. It wasn't the quality of his wide receivers. It wasn't the quality of his offensive line. It was the quality of his throws, which I get, you know, get affected by everything. But if he was putting the ball on target every time, making the right decisions every time, we saw some games, especially early in the season, where the decision making was atrocious. So, you know, I'm happy to see him working. I'm happy to see him getting the reds, but I also like Robert Sala's comment on it, which was take some time to work on yourself. Take some time. You know, you don't always have to work in wider series. You don't always have to be, you know, on Instagram or Twitter, throwing balls, doing this, doing that. You could take some time to really understand this playbook, really understand the matchups that you're going to be facing because you know who you're going to be playing. So really getting to know, you know, the ins and outs of what you need to do day in and day out. So, I'm happy with Zach Wilson. I'm happy with the improvement we saw last year over the course of the season. I'm hoping it carries into this next season. Um, how we go about helping Zach Wilson take the next step, I think we've done some good steps. I'm excited to see what we do in this draft because I think there's a lot of ways you could attack that problem. It's not necessarily just drafting a wide receiver at 4 or 10 like some of these mock drafts like to say. That's for sure. 100%. This, this, we're going to get right into you know this wide receiver stuff. Right, we 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 touched on weapons for Zach Wilson, and we we mentioned all these wild mock drafts. And I think that the reason they're so wild is because they have us taking wide receivers at number ten was wild enough. Now we have Mike Tannenbaum taking not only this the wide receiver, guy. and this is why he got Ohio fired. Ohio State wide receiver, <laughs> an Ohio State wide receiver at number four, dude. That if that happens while I'm at MetLife, dude. Call paramedics. Like I, I need help. It's this not just is why he got Shea's fired. Got it. I know the fact that he was our guy for a few years scares me when you see this mock draft. So Oof. he's a he's a salary capologist. Apparently, that's what everyone says. That's why he's in the GM. Like apparently, he's not the scout, and this is why. But yeah. you know, with the Jets and the wide receivers, we we were kicked in the shin a couple times. You know, this offseason, whether it's. You know, we have the DK Metcalf news that came out today. And to be clear, the report was, and which was confirmed by Connor Hughes, was the Jets put it out there that they're willing to give back the Seattle, you know, 10th pick to Seattle for DK Metcalf. At the same time, the Seattle Seahawks have literally declined any trade offers for DK Metcalf, meaning you can deduce from that that Seattle has declined the Jets' offer for the number 10 pick because they know it's there. You know what I mean? But it's not necessarily true that they called and had a discussion about it. Uh, so, I, you know, I want to be clear about that. That's, of course, coming after the Tyreek Hill situation where we had, a, we had a trade for him. We also put it out there you know, what we're offering in terms of uh, salary and in terms of assets in the draft. We have 
you know, now been rumored to trade for AJ Brown, Debo. Sa- we're we're lurking. Anybody who has any problem with your with your contract on a one year extension, we're here. We're, we're we're willing to pay. Here are the assets. If you're somebody like DK, we'll give you a ten. You know, if you're uh, you know maybe a lower guy that we need to pay more right away, we'll give you a couple seconds and a third. So it's out there. But I guess what what is out there is that we need another weapon for Zach Wilson. So that's why we're here, right? Every, that's why everyone's mocking all these wide receivers to so high. So we won't get into the speculation. We all want all the number one receivers. Yes. The answer is yes. Yes to all. Okay. <laughs> I think we can all move on from that. But then what the really discussion comes in, and believe it or not, I I do think that fans – Especially as loud as Jet fans do have do move the needle to some extent on how the draft goes, right? To some extent, not like a major, you know, not even a half point, but like you know, just like point one. I, I do, yeah. I do think it has something to do with it. And I'm wondering if this is the draft that you know Jets Nation implodes in the first round, even though it might be a good draft, as we saw. The Jets, yes, have an issue now being in the AFC East with Tyreek Hill, but also, you know, Diggs re-upping and, you know, the Bills doing their thing. The Patriots, of course, are always going to be there. They're going to be good. So Joe Douglas and Salah mentioned that in order to, you know, sometimes get rid of them because you might not have somebody that's going to, cover Devontae Parker, you know, on the Patriots and the tight ends. You might not have somebody that can cover Tyreek Hill. You might not have someone that can cover Diggs on every play. But if you get the quarterback on his ass, that you're good to go. So I'm wondering, guys, I'm wondering what you think the Jets are thinking more about. You think they're thinking about adding weapons? Let me phrase it like this. What do you think the Jets are more concerned about? Do you think they're more concerned about adding another weapon to the offense now. Don't forget we got the two tight ends, right, in free agency as well. Or do you think they're more concerned about, at this point, getting to the quarterback at edge or covering a wide receiver with a quarterback? Just because we, we have two picks right now. There's no way. Like I, can't, I will keep beating the strong. There's no way they're going to draft a wide receiver in this draft in the top 10, there's no one coming out. It's like a CD lamb, Jerry Judy. All right. You're not getting one of those type of impact players. And I just don't see the jets doing that. This is why they're going very, this is why they're going hard in the paint, trying to trade for like an AJ Brown, DK Metcalf. You know, they're going for one of those guys because they want someone established who they know once they get on the field, they will be an impactful player. If they're going to do anything in the draft, it's to help Robert Sala and go, cheap on the defensive side to get to the quarterback or to protect or to have help in the secondary. There's no way they're going. If they reach for anyone in the top 10 and in wide receiver, I will be flipping a desk. All right. And throwing a remote through a TV screen because there's no way they should be doing that. It's funny, Alex, <laughs> literally in the, in, if you ask Jets Twitter, it's the complete opposite of that, right? You are in the, in, in the, in the complete minority here. If the Jets don't draft, a wide receiver at four or ten, the Jets Nation is going to flip tables and blow a gasket. Yeah, well, you know, such is Jets Twitter. <laughs> Can't go go by Jets Twitter all the time. Air goes in. Yeah, Greg, what do you got? 
I think Alex makes some good points. And I think one thing I want to uh, bring back to Alex, I think I owe you an apology with uh, the Christian Watson for North Dakota mm-hmm. State. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. we were doing our pre-Senior Bowl episode and you yep. throw him out there as a first round pick. I think at the time he was projected as like a fifth round pick. I was like, oh, maybe in the second, maybe in the third. He's up there as a first round pick at a lot of these yeah. mock drafts, man. You got Bro, to the ball. This, this, here's the thing with, when it comes to GMs. They'll watch a clip as soon as it gets to, not GMs, I should say, yeah. owners. Owners. Because <laughs> owners are going to be, th- th- these guys don't watch shit, all right? They're going to watch the, the short what clips that they, they're doing. Sorry, they're, that's exactly what they're doing, bro. They're just like watching it like we are like, oh my God, look at this. And they're like, yep. that guy, that guy. We, yeah, we need that, that guy. guy. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, bro, did you have you watched film on this guy? No, 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 no. I like that yeah. guy. I don't care I that he's that. playing in Colorado. Thing. Exactly. It's the same thing with <laughs> when it comes to the NBA and watching March Madness. There's a reason why Frank the Tank was take, taken so high <laughs> in Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. So yeah, I want I want to give you props for that. <laughs> yeah, whiskey, he was he was, he was a beast nice. on Wisconsin, bro. Was, <laughs> yeah. But that's um, my point. It's like it just happens like that. That's the thing. So I do have a question for you though. I, I agree with you that there's not one of those like top end guys, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase type guys. Say that there is. Say there's something that we're missing and we don't want we don't see then go Garrett for Wilson, the way we see, you know, other people see Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's going to turn out to be a Justin Jefferson, a, you know, a thousand yard receiver his freshman year and this awesome player, or Jamar Chase or whatever. If that was the case, if I could tell you we're getting Jamar Chase, are you spending a fourth round pick on that? Yes. Yes. Okay. I will, I will gladly spend a fourth round pick if you're telling me we're getting Jamar Chase. There's no so, question about it. Like, so it's you, it's not like a positional value, like, oh, you can't draft a wide receiver in the fourth. It's just that you don't see one of these guys being that guy, which I totally agree with, by the way. Yeah, that's my thing. It's that why I reach for somebody to be at a primo position, because when they come in, you're looking for them to be the number one wide receiver. That's what we need, yeah. right? Everyone's saying we need a number one wide receiver. We need a number one wide receiver. Okay. Do you see a number one wide receiver in this draft? That's an I impactful don't. player. This season, yeah. If if the answer is yes, then go for that guy. If the answer is no, don't waste the top ten pick on that guy. But if you do like him, then start trying to finagle and move back and see if you can go get him in that at the right spot. Not a top ten. There's just don't be that team. We don't need like a Mitch Trubisky type draft. Okay, (laughs) we don't we don't need that. (laughs) I agree. One hundred percent. I also agree with the idea too that I think the Jets kind of tip their hand a little bit. I think this, this is, first of all, this is lying season. This is when That's people say saying, Thibodeau bro. sucks. Thibodeau sucks. Can't draft him. Oh, I'm going to put a mock draft out where he goes 27. It's like, okay, <laughs> whatever. I also think too that the Jets. Draft it, actually. Yeah, draft and, and, <laughs> yeah. He's a second round guy. Um, but I also think too the Jets, it's like, you know, don't listen to the talk. Like look at the action. The Jets have shown they're willing to trade two second round picks. For Tyreek Hill, a top five wide pay receiver. Mil. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. they're willing to do that for a top five wide receiver in the league right now, established, will show up and will produce. There's rumors that they're willing to give a 10th overall pick for DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is not in this draft. You know, I don't know what the, what the uh, AJ Brown trade would be at this point, but he, for me, he's the ideal guy to go after. Because of his prior experience with Corey Davis, we saw what they did together on the field. His prior experience with Elijah Moore, we saw what they can do. Oh, so, this baby, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
God. So that was that was quite a receiving core. So <laughs> DK um, too. That's what's yeah. wild. Yeah, insane. So, you know, I would love, obviously, any of these guys, these big body, you know, big tight wide receivers that we fill in as one. But I think that the Jets, I I agree with all this, not taking a wide receiver in the top 10. I don't think they're going to do it just because, to me, it would be such a desperation pick. And I don't get that vibe from Salah. I don't get that vibe from Joe Douglas. I think they've done a good enough job that they feel like they can double dip maybe at the wide receiver position early in the second round and then maybe in the fourth round or fifth round and round out this wide receiving core, which has four decent guys on it right now. We're going to need to add depth. You're going to, you're going to go into the season with six, seven guys or whatever it might be. So um, I don't see a wide receiver going top 10. I really hope we don't just because I just don't see one of those guys. And the other thing too, to round this point out, there's so many good wide receivers. I can't tell you Garrett Wilson's going to be the best wide receiver in this draft. I can't tell you Olave is going to be the best or Jameson Williams or, you know, there's just so many. Maybe the guy from Georgia Pickens or whatever, he's going to be the best guy. He might yeah. not go to the second round. We just don't know. So why would you? Christian a, Watson, like you mentioned. Christian Dotson. Watson, there's a, there's Drake, a, a London had 88 catches. Sky Moore. Games. Sky Moore is a tactician out there. So, I mean, there's just so many people. There's guys. The, for, for a while in the preseason stuff, we're talking about this guy from Penn State. I haven't heard his name one time. Yeah. yeah. So there's just there's so there's so many people that I can't tell you who the number one guy is. So why are we taking someone at four? Really? Why would we take someone at 10? Take guys that we need on other positions. My last point about this is to help Zach Wilson. So I want to tie it back to that. I think not having the 32nd ranked defense will help Zach. Wilson a lot. <laughs> That's yeah. a I fact. Think if, bro. I think if we go hard on defense and we don't give up a million big plays and Zach Wilson have to, does have to score 30 points a game. Who cares who he's throwing to? <laughs> yeah. put, you know, put Braxton Berrios out there and Elijah Moore. We Borden. have tight ends, too. Yeah, yeah tight ends. Down. Dude, if we just have a 20th ranked defense, you know how much that will help Zach Wilson last? I'm double thinking over five and a half uh, wins if we have the uh, 20th ranked defense. Yeah. yeah. I said this. Shout out to our guy, Richie Malora, over at Jets Media, yep. Knicks Media, Mets Media, all, all those medias. Richie does a great job. Yeah. Best New York teams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we had Richie on here, and that's something that we discussed right before last season. Is that uh, sorry, Rich? If you heard that, John's just talking about that for the Mets. Don't don't stress. <laughs> uh, if you if like for was it for for Zach Wilson to succeed, right? We're, we're we talked about having a good defense to keep <laughs> to help mitigate like the offensive woes that you're going to see. That way, they they could be in games. That way, you don't have to rely on your rookie quarterback to have to win you these games and try to throw and, and use his arm to, to 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 stay in there. Not every rookie could do that. Not every rookie is Russell Wilson coming to this league. And that's why I agree with you guys. Like, let's get a good defense, okay? Let's not reach for a player in the top 10 that isn't going to be game day ready, okay? We had Elijah Moore. Let's just even go back to Elijah Moore last season, right? Elijah Moore. We saw we saw the crisp the crisp route running right sure hands all that stuff uh, crisp crisp not crisp, <laughs> crisp. Uh, but we were all hyped for him right and we even say that he could be a number one wide receiver and we know like we, we get we we all, we were touting him to be that but how did he look at how he struggled at the beginning of the season right for himself to even get there so it's not a guarantee that someone's just going to walk right in. And just be that type of person. And even when I bring up people like a CD Lamb, like look who else they have. They have Amari Cooper, 
right? You have so many other guys who are in those positions that can help just make it easier for a rookie coming in that you don't have to rely so much on them. So I would just go defense in this case, unless they really want somebody on the offensive line, but I don't think that's the case they're going to go. Um, but just go for positional need at somewhere else where there's actual value if that's what you want to do. So that's my take on it. Yo, I love this conversation because I agree with so many things that you guys are saying, man. From I'm going to start with the, the number one thing I disagree with. If if Chase was in this draft, and I love Chase going into it, and he's a lot like Stingley Jr., right? Uh, ironic as it may be, you know, them both coming out of LSU, taking that year off, being dominant on the film and at the combine when they do participate slash pro day. I don't know if I would take him at four. At 10, we're, 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 we're talking. If Chase is there and we're at 10, I'm taking him. But honestly, at four, I'm still thinking about it, man. I still think I'd rather have Ikem, like a, a solid tackle or guard for, for five to 10 years. Like, you know, comparison to Quentin Nelson, for example. If you give me, give me Quentin Nelson, I'm taking that over, you know, over uh, Chase at four. That's how I'm thinking about it, okay? On the other hand, I agree with so many points you guys are saying. There are so many wide receivers at the end here that we could take. How many wide receivers are going to go in the first round? Six? Yeah. No problem. No problem. We have to, <laughs> 13 we have, good ones. Yeah, we have solid... You know, draft picks, we have the highest draft capital. I've, I've been saying this for a long time since the 91 Cowboys, third of all time. Right? I, we, we're definitely going to – listen, We're de- this is my you know tinfoil hat, if you want to call it. John's hot take. We're definitely trading some picks. At this point, we have too much money and the salary cap dedicated to the salary, to, you know, to the draft picks. Like, it just doesn't even make sense to use that many players. So I, we're, we're going to move around. If we like someone, we might trade up a couple picks, right, into that – uh, between 10, you know, they, they say that, you know, the, the anecdote out there is from like pick 20 to like mid third round. It's the same player. You know what I'm trying yeah. to say? It's it's the same guy. And you're kind of just fumbling in and out of what you need and who's kind of available, what you think is more valuable. So I, 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 I'm going to circle it back. I just trust this front office. We see what they're looking for. I, I don't think they're looking for a luxury picks. They don't make luxury picks. They make solid picks, valuable picks, character picks, right? That's why I think it's so funny that the number one thing, I'm starting to circle back on Thibodeau. I've been so out on him, but the fact that everyone is so out on him, I'm kind of circling back. The number one thing about the Jets <laughs> is their character. And that was the only thing that's been out about him. And then like it's being debunked a thousand times a day <laughs> that his yeah. character is bad. So I don't know. that It's just so... In the Jets, you know, realm. Also, the Jets liked Ikem, and then all of a sudden he became the number one pick, and now he's back down to the tenth pick. So I, I you know, dude, I, I still issue, think there's some smoke there, dude. The issue with it, it's it's exactly what you said. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors going out right now, just so everyone can just shift the board and whatever favors them. And the Jets are doing it too. All thirty teams are actually. I don't know if the Texans are doing. It. I don't know if the Texans are that smart to do it. Not the Browns, but the Texans. Hey. <laughs> we're going to go over it in our mock draft next week. But just as a teaser, the Texans have, have every single mock draft they look at. They have somebody completely different. They have Sauce Gardner. Yeah. They have Kyle Hamilton. They have one of the tackles. They have they have a defensive end. They have literally everybody. Like who I don't think, they? And have? the reason 
and the re- well, the reason because I don't think the Texans even know what they're doing. I think the Texans are. Well, I, I just don't know. think that we know what the Texans. That we, I was. Like, That's I my point. Hey, they're asleep at the wheel. But they've bro. been operating good, dude. <laughs> Honestly, Houston's been operating good. Like I think we're confused about the Lions a little bit too. Like where are they going to go? Because they have so many options. Because they have so many holes. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I think the uh, Lions early on definitely shaped this draft a little bit. If they go quarterback early, it opens up so many people. I don't, if they don't I don't think they're doing that. It, I don't think so either. And it gives, I think there's a, I, I definitely think it's crazy in this quarterback class, especially with next year's class. I think someone's moving up for a quarterback where they move to and who they trade with. We'll see, we'll see but yeah. the Saints making moves like we mentioned last podcast. Yeah. I agree. There's, there's a lot of, and for me, honestly, it's the, it's the Houston Texans. They shaped the draft for me. I think that, okay. you know, Lions. Three and 13, I think. Yeah, but the three, I just think that if they go Sauce Gardner, like our pick is set. You know what yeah. I'm trying to say? There's no really question. We're going to take I can because unless he goes two, like, honestly, the worst case scenario for the Jets, which I, I want to go I was over just about to week. ask you, what is it? Because I got my worst case. All right. So before I jump into that, I just want to make one last point about the wide receivers. Yep. Before, before I forget about it, I, I want to say I agree with the fact that we're going to get two wide receivers. Uh, one, you know, second, you know, second round. You know, we, we, we have a history of taking second round, second round wide receivers. Hopefully this one pans out, right? Not like Smith, not like Mims. This one's going to pan out. Hopefully it is Watson. But also, I think that the second wide receiver, I, I maybe tinfoil hat again, is going to be the special teamer. Uh, Jones Jr. Uh, from Tennessee, who ran a ridiculous 40. And then we had Leon Washington at that pro day, our special teams coach. So, our, one of our assistants. So, that's just, I do think we are going to get two wide receivers, but I think it's going to be, you know, like somebody, yes, solid on the outside, but also like a fringe slot guy slash punt returner, you know, slash special teams guy, uh, just around that out. So, my worst case scenario on the draft, and I've been thinking about this a lot. And, you know, this will be our last obviously. segment. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I'm mean, going to go to the draft. It's going to be a whole thing. It's a whole thing, Alex. <sighs> I mean, but the Knicks are beating the Nets right now, so everything's okay a little bit. <laughs> hey, the youth, the youth out here for the New York Knicks right now, they're beating the Nets. If they beat the Nets, I have a lot of things to say. Yeah, the youth Todd Gibson corner three, baby. That's what I like to see. <laughs> All right, as long as it's not like, as long as we're not getting uh, Taj Charlotte Hornets where he's dropping uh, seven threes, where that's that was too much. Or the that's, magic where he took like ten shots in a minute. But anyway, yeah, that's too much. <laughs> we're on to we're on to the worst case scenario for the New York Jets at one, two, three, and that is Aiden Hutchinson, Ikem, and Sauce Gardner. One, two, three. Really, that's your worst case. That's my worst case scenario. Because if I'm if I'm the Jets, my hand is actually I've 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 done everything I can do right. I, I have I have I backloaded my contract so I can trade for whoever I need that falls out in in the NFL. I have all these draft picks I can trade up and down. I you know solidified my free agency so I don't have to make a desperation pick. And now all of a sudden I am forced into taking Tibbs. You have to take Thibodeau there. There, for yeah. me, there's think, no other person. Like you have to, right? You can't. You can't take Neil. I don't think that makes much sense. For, I think there's some talk about that Walker. Walker. Walker's good. I feel, like we're, me, I feel like we're bleeding into next episode too a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's yeah. tighten so this for, up, for and me, we'll for, do for next me, episode. For, for me, the defensive ends. There's a lot of defensive ends here. To me, I, worst I, case. To me, worst case scenario is that it goes all defensive ends first. If it goes end, end, end. 
and then we're sitting there at four. Who are the, so you think it's going to go? So for you, Hutchinson, Hutchinson, Thibodeau, Walker. Yeah, some some combination. I mean, Walker's getting up there at, for the Lions in a lot of mock drafts. So I don't know That'd if that's going to happen. I would love yeah, that. that that gives me worst case scenario because I think we screw it up. In that case, we're looking at Sauce Gardner and, and pretty much every mock draft that either has a wide receiver or Sauce Gardner. I don't know how you guys <laughs> feel about that because I would like to wrap up with a little talk about Sauce Gardner and then a little talk about Derek Stingley because, John, I know you wanted to touch on that with his pro day. But to me, we're looking at those two guys and we screw it up somehow. We don't take either of those guys. That's my like nightmare scenario where we don't take yeah, AP, I mean, it, we don't take or we don't take Sauce. I'm I mean, skittish yeah, of it, sauce going to the Giants. I'm I'm, I'm 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 terrified of what the Giants do because I just know they're gonna have a good draft. They're I'm gonna get tipped st- or sauce, but they, I think they're gonna take Neil first. But I think yeah. because they're rounding back about, they're gonna end up with tips or sauce, and it is going to haunt us. And yes, I was but, so excited when they got Saquon Barkley, and I again, but I was so nervous that they were gonna take Sam Darnold. So I'm back on this like I hope they <laughs> yeah. make the wrong decision again. Like I'm waiting for it. Just take Neil, right? Get, I'll be satisfied with that. And then we'll see how that kind of rounds about, uh, you know, in the teams. Yeah. But I, I, I agree with you that if they go three defensive ends, right? Who are you taking? They go, who are they taking? Doesn't matter what. Uh, you think Sauce so, so no, or No, I'm saying if the first. Ends? If they're saying if three defensive ends are off the board, yeah. as, as Greg was talking about, where you have yeah. uh, Hutchinson, Thibodeau, and Walker off the board, that sets everything up poorly for the Jets because that means you have Jermaine Johnson who then has to be probably lifted up in value because if there's somebody else who wants them, because if we're looking at the New York Giants, because the Giants haven't drafted at that point, they've been mocking uh, Trayvon, uh, Trayvon Walker to the Giants. That means they may go Jermaine Johnson if you're trying if you're the Jets and trying to get him at 10. And you're going to be forcing the Jets' hand to take him at 4 no. If that happens, Ford but that's what I'm saying. If, if, even if, but I'm saying, I'm saying it would never happen. But but if if that's the jet, if, if that's who the Jets are wa- wanting, right? And that's who the talks have been about. That's gone at, at ten. Then so that means you got to pivot in a different direction that we're talking about. And if you're not really sold on all the cornerbacks, or even like if you don't really want Hamilton, that's that's where it starts getting murky. And because at some point there always happens every year, someone reaches because they're panicking. Yeah. And you don't want the Jets to be that team. But if that's the guy that you want, you're waiting for, then you're like, that's between a rock and a hard place. Like, that's the guy I want and the value I should be getting him at. He's not going to be there now. You now you got to, what happened? You can't. You get slaughtered. Yeah, no, I, I know, but that's, slaughtered the the but that's a thing. But that's a thing. Even that's if they love thing. him, they get slaughtered at the stake, bro. They can't. I'm with you though, Alex. I think if it goes and and you know defensive end, defensive end, defensive end, it kind of screws us twice in a way because we're we're not only are we kind of in a pickle at four. Not only are we probably not going to get our guy, you know, Jermaine Johnson at ten. Are we going to leave the top ten with two overall picks and not get a defensive end? Guys, I I, I feel it's completely different. Are we going to reach I, on someone head, else? If I'm in the front office. And God, I wish I could just be a fly in the wall. Are we going to take George Carl's office at 10 because Jermaine no. Johnson went to the Giants and all of a sudden we got this guy from Purdue that's being mocked in the 25th spot? At the we are not spot? taking him. He, I think he's off our board. He looked so bad. Yeah, uh, He didn't have that great of tape to begin with. Yeah. He just started but, playing football a few years ago. Too. Yeah. Here's the thing, dude. If, if those – like just sticking with your worst-case scenario and why you guys are worried – if they take three defensive ends, like there's so many players that now have to go between four and nine. 
it can't be Jermaine Johnson. It just can't be. Like I feel like Jermaine Johnson is guaranteed to be there at ten for us. Yeah. So if um if you know if you want me to take uh, hey man, I, I'm I'm not even trying to be a contrarian here, honestly, because then they have the choice. I feel you. Want to go Ikem or Sauce at four? They have their own choice. Plus, Jermaine Johnson is definitely going to fall because there's a quarterback. I'll just say this: tackle. There's yeah, we'll definitely dive into it next week. Out about there's Kyle Hamilton. I'll throw your, all these guys. I'll throw your example back at you. Saquon Barkley being taken at two. That's fantastic. That's a reach. That's a reach. Well, isn't reach. It? So everyone it was like two, three, four. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't like crazy. How are the Giants feeling now about it? <sighs> well, they're silly. We knew that they were silly. No, okay, so that, that's my point. That's my point. You took a running back <laughs> for a team that needed a quarterback. You're like, oh, we're going to take the running back because the running back's just so good. They reached. Chicago Bears, Mitch Trubisky. Reach. It happens. Oh, yes. There's there's just going to be a reach somewhere in the first round. We're going to be like, I can't wait for word? Take, I can't wait for the, the Carolina Panthers to take Malik. It's going to be fantastic. Let me ask you this question. Do you think... And going back to that Darnold draft, do you think uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Josh Rosen was a reach when the cart where the Cardinals took him. That's Greg's favorite player in the NFL history. Alex, I'm so happy you bring it up. I would love to bring up Josh Rosen and Josh <laughs> Allen on every single episode because John and I like they talked about Joe Douglas and Robert Sala like fist fighting over defensive alignment, offensive alignment. John and I fist fought over Josh Allen and Josh Rosen. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy us, you brought it that was up. Sam Donald at one, and then Baker Mayfield either at two or he's just going to fall off. And it was the Jets either Josh Rosen or Josh Allen, right? And of course, Sam Donald was always our number one consensus. Yeah. So we're, we're silly about that, of course, already. Oh, yeah. And I was, you know, I was watching it because we knew that the Jets wanted, you know, a quarterback. We were watching all those games because we're college football fanatics. Man. So we're watching Wyoming. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we're like, yo, like this can't happen. Like this guy is just not gonna work. And then watching UCLA, like, dude, Rose is murdering. Like he was looking so good. Look at that Matt Ryan out there. You know what I mean? So, bro, yeah. can we look back at everything. that draft? And the only so let's thing take, was let's attitude, take a- attitude, <laughs> attitude, <laughs> attitude. He's rich. I'm like, I don't give a damn, bro. I don't, care. I don't care. And then can we go? Let's go down I memory lane for a picture. I knew it was. And over. Then the rocket, and then the website draftjoshallen.com. I was obviously all over that. He was one of my heart, what? but then he went to the Bills, so I was like, perfect. I'm going to hate this guy. I was going to be right. And then now he's just haunting me, as usual. Yep, that's usually how it goes as a Jets fan. Uh, and that's why when you get in your 30s, John, which you've now entered, you see why it's just uh, nothing but... All right, so, so speaking of gloom and doom, let's get us out of but here. But hold on. I, want to, I just, I just, want, hold, I just want to go down memory lane for one second. Yeah. I want to go down memory lane for one second. I just want to go down memory lane for one second. But that draft. Remember how everyone was like, so many quarterbacks. So many quarterbacks. He had Darnold, Mayfield, Rosen, Allen, Jackson. My God, man. That is, that is a set. If you look back on that draft right now, that quarterback draft is, piti- is pitiful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pitiful. Yeah, I'm just annoyed that the Bills won it. The Bills won the lottery. And then the, well, and the Ravens did win too, in my opinion. Like, Lamar Jackson's good. I have all the other guys. Sign him. Yeah. Hey, this is one playoff games, but that's neither here nor there. Hey, it's better than what Donald's done. It's of better than what Baker two. Mayfield's done. He's number two. Yeah, that's what I'm but, saying. But I just don't, you know, I don't know. I'm not saying he's great. I'm just saying he's good, bro. I'm just saying he's good. Him. I wouldn't take him over Zach Wilson. Yeah. What sucks, too, is if you look at that top 10, every other player besides the quarterback was good. I know. 
Uh, not Saquon. But See, Denzel Ward's I, I good. Hope, Bradley Chubb's up, good. We are off the rails, but I hope Saquon somehow ends on the Jets. Fun fact about his – he's a huge Jets he's, fan. His yeah, yeah, he's a, a big Jets, Jets fan. fan. Yep. His dad's love so Curtis Martin. a Jets fan. What happened? They love Curtis Martin. Yeah, of course. But they love the Jets so much that he refused to go to the Jets-Giants regular season game a couple years back because he was going to wear a Jets jersey. Mm. So he just didn't. <laughs> 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 That's my type of guy, dude. I don't think Saquon. Hell yeah. Not, like, just for that, dude, like, your dad's going to be super hyped like that about your job. Like, uh, you, you could come join. I, I, he's, he's fine. He has nice shoes. Let's go. He's, yeah, Saquon's <laughs> a man. Uh, Let's he's, go. He's, you know, Penn State. But I just want to, before we get out of here, Alex, what's your doom and gloom? One, two, three. I think it's what Greg noted really? because I yeah I think it is, dude, okay. because the way I look at it is that everyone's talking about defensive ends in this draft, right? And the Jets are Seems one of like the, the teams that are thing, looking, Right? Like the, but you, the Jets, like the draft you guys just mentioned. Like the, the bunch of quarterbacks like Rosen, Darnold. Yeah. Like, but doesn't that feel like the defensive ends this year? All of a sudden there's five. It, and yes, knows? and that's all the thing. Like kind of the same. Darnold was the best. Hutchinson's the best. And then it ends up, you know, who knows? But that's the thing is because there's so many defensive ends in this draft that if the top three go, right, it one, two, three, even though I don't believe that would happen. If that happens, like, it just shakes up everything else because just like that quarterback draft, right, we're talking about top 10. You knew a quarterback was going somewhere to a team that's needy and defensive end you can always, I feel like you can argue that you can always take a defensive end because if you just have someone that can put pressure on the quarterback and you, you can always upgrade that position because defensive ends get overpaid at some point. So yep. you're always looking to not pay somebody and get the next best guy. If you're a team that's close to losing somebody and you're in that top, top 10 to get a defensive end, that's kind of opposite loss <sighs> too. Don't forget. Murky waters. We, have a, we have a free yeah. agent coming in. Well, but that's the thing you want to pair someone with Lawson. You you want to pair someone with Lawson, right? Yeah, yeah, right. especially a young guy on a smaller contract to go against his contract. Great, exactly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that we uh, had a visit with uh, Devontae Wyatt too, uh, the inter defensive lineman from uh, Georgia. Georgia. If, we, if he sneaks into the second round, I mean, dude, there's gonna be there's gonna be some no, great defensive linemen. There's gonna be some great defensive linemen in the second in the second round. But, I know. But guys, let's get in. Let's get into these two draft topics. Uh, we have, uh, was it? Sting- you said Stingley, and uh, who was the other one that we wanted to talk about? The two cornerbacks. Well, we, we, we talked. Yeah. We talked about. We talked about uh, Sauce a little bit. Yeah, we do want yeah, to get Sauce into Gardner. Derek Stingley Jr. Uh, just because of his pro day today. Yeah, absolutely murdered. I mean, Greg kind of is putting it off because we knew it was going to happen, but. Dude, it's really like it's really like Chase. It, he is reminding me of Chase, and I don't know if it's the colors, you know what I mean. But it's just it's the same story. He was an absolute murderer when he played. He got injured, but he has a Liz Frank injury, right? Which I don't know, you know how that works. I, I know like Marcus Aldridge had it, <laughs> you know, for basketball. I don't know, you know what the NFL. Look, I mean, say, San Antonio Holmes had it when he was on the Jets. <laughs> Yeah, and that was tough. And you had uh, did Mackay Beckton have it this year too? I feel like Mackay had. It, yeah, he know. did. Yeah, he did. He did have a so, foot injury. So, you know, there's all that stuff. But when they came back, he, he he his pro day matched what we all thought. But dude, Stingley looked really good. I don't want him top ten. But Greg, I I need to get your thoughts uh, real quick on Stingley because you know we compare him to Sauce. 
I was just looking. The injury stuff, dude. I was just looking back to my text. First time I mentioned Derek Stingley, May 6, 2021. I said, Mm -hmm. guys, I've never been more serious about anything in my life. We need to draft Derek Stingley next year. That was the first, that was the first time I texted about him. Looking at stuff last season, go looking at stuff last season going into the season for this draft that we're talking about now. That's how I, I love this stuff. I love Derek Stingley. You can't take him. You can't draft him. Everyone's going to talk about the measurables. Everyone's going to talk about the, the, the year, which I want to remind people is three years ago uh, at LSU. People are going to, you know, chalk it up to COVID or Cocho or, you know, championship hangover, whatever it is. The matter of fact is the guy's injured. And I just don't, you know, the measurables are great. We all knew he was going to have a great combine. But I want to remind four, people three, again. Seven combine, bro. What's up? Four three seven. The guy but he's I, almost in three seconds. But, but I want to remind people though, he didn't do it at the combine because he was hurt. He did it at the pro day later. That's where you're gonna get with Derek Stingley. When he's on the field, it's gonna be incredible. Is he gonna be on the field for week three? Is he gonna be on the wheel the field for week 10 or week 14 or in the playoffs? You don't know. When he's on the field, he is going to be amazing. If he comes out and he's healthy week one, everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe we didn't draft this guy. He's going to get hurt. It's going to happen just because that's that's just what happens in the NFL. Man, it doesn't get easier when you move up to the NFL. Guys don't get slower. They get faster. Guys don't get smaller. They get bigger. They hit harder. He's incredible, but he's injured. So, you know who's also incredible, though? Sauce Gardner. He's just as good. I don't care what anyone says about Derek Singley. Sauce Gardner is just as good, if not better. So take the guy that's not injured if you're going to take someone, in my opinion. Almost a year ago, that text. I I mean, I I know how Greg feels about injured players, and especially in the draft. I feel you. I'm not taking him top 10. But if if they were trading back into the teens, you know, for whatever reason, like say we get Ikem, then you want to trade one of the tackles. You know, and a late pick to get back into the, you know, first round for what top of the first round for Stingley. You know, if you get Icam and Jermaine Johnson and now you're walking out with those three, like sign me up, bro. Sign so me what up. was but so wait, what what position 10. do you want? What what you don't want Stingley in the top ten? No. Because so I where, I, where I, would you I want a, I want either sauce if we're getting a uh, DB. It has to be sauce in one of those because he's like he's not injured. So if we're doing top ten, it has to be sauce. But I still, I'm still on the ICAM, uh, Jermaine Johnson. I could be convinced that Tibbs is in there, but really, it's th- it's those guys for me. I really don't think they just look at anywhere else. If we stay put, yeah. okay. Because and it's all because of Stingley's injury history that you keep preaching <laughs> every just episode. Even though Top he can't, you just can't do it. You can't do it. You can't draft a cornerback. You can't draft the second cornerback in the draft that's injured. And I'm telling, like, look at Jace Horn. I love Jace Horn. I I was screaming about Jace Horn all year, dude, but he's injured. And you saw what happened. He was on the Carolina Panthers early. I loved him. I was like, oh, my God, we're so dumb, right? And then he got injured. But then there's Trey Smith, who was injured, and everyone's laughing at me. We can't draft him. We can't draft him. Turned out to be really good on Kansas City in, like, the fifth round, the guard from Tennessee. So, you know, there is the opposite side of it, but he's a fifth-round pick, so who cares? It's not a top 10. You know what I'm trying to say? You can't draft someone top 10 injured. You want to give me – you know, like Jace Horn was in the, in the teens, right? And, or in the 20. No problem. I'll take that. 
I feel you. No, I, I hear you on that. Your top 10 guy has to be relatable. Uh, it's like going to the NBA draft. It's like, my, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's that's like Michael Porter Jr., crap. right? No, but it's like, develop nothing. but it's like Michael Porter Jr., right, in the NBA where you don't want to take an injury prone guy in the top 10. Like he's a lottery talent, but you don't want to take him in the top 10 of the lottery. And I feel you on, uh, on Stingley. He's injury prone, talented dude. Like, Showed out, yeah. but it's also just such a risk because if you don't have him, like, then what's the value? And you know, like, your top 10 dude, I'm expecting this guy to start. <laughs> yeah. <All laughs> I mean, and I'm expecting you to play many games. Yeah. So, also, the other thing, too, if, if Sauce Gardner goes and we take Stigley 10, Trent McDuffie's coming off the board a couple picks later. He's amazing, too. Like, it's, it's kind of like the wide receiver thing where it's like, there's not, I mean, I think Andrew Booth was my guy, and then he got hurt a little bit, so I'm kind of worried. Yeah, there's other. I think I think McDuffie's obviously a step down from Stingley and uh, Sauce Gardner. So, but you know, there's other good guys there too. I also think the Jets have talked up uh, DJ Reed a ton. I think one interesting note about that is they were very quick to say that uh, Hall and Eccles are more two and threes, and then when the interview with Robert Sala this week, he mentioned that. DJ Reed, and he actually took blame for uh, him in San Francisco, saying that they put him in the slot because of his size as a nickel corner. But he's more of a, quote, outside DB, and he's shown it. He never committed to him being a number one DB. He said outside, outside. So I think that's something, uh, maybe I'm getting a little conspiracy theory with it on it, but I think there's definitely a play for us to take Sauce Gardner. All the mocks say that we are. I just don't know about Derek Stingley. Yeah, this is going to be the interesting part for the New York Jets when uh, coming for draft because we do know that they need help in the secondary. But we need help everywhere. This is what I'm but saying, it's not man. Desperate. It's not desperate. In my yeah, opinion, this is, nothing is desperate. I don't think. I don't think so. Joe Douglas has not shown that he's a guy to reach for somebody, yep. and he hasn't reached for anyone that's injury prone either within these last couple of drafts. So I'm going to. I mean, we can look at Ash and Davis who has an injury history right now. <laughs> also, and, you can look at Becton, man. If Becton's hurt consistently, and also you go out there and take Stingley and he's injured consistently, it's like, dude, yeah, you can it's look a bad at Joe look. Douglas and be like, what are you doing, man? We got first-round yeah, guys who came and get the field. Yeah, it's a bad look. Nice. So, uh, Yeah, no, it's a bad look. So I don't see if... You gotta go I, safe, I, I agree. Top 10, you got to go safe. Yeah, no, it has to be safe. But I agree. Like You can see him... Dra- like. I can see if they really want. This is where I'm talking about. Like, if you really want somebody, this is where you got to figure out the value. Even like a wide receiver, you got to trade back. Like, figure out where you can go maneuver and get some of those guys. Don't reach for the sake of reaching. And the Jets so far in these past two drafts under Joe Douglas have shown that they're not guys to reach. So I'm pretty optimistic that they, that he, they, whatever words you want to use, (laughs) will not go in that direction. But yeah, (laughs) all about the pronouns. Well, guys, I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Great discussion. Uh, we can get into our mock top 10 draft next week. But thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. You know what to do. Make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. If you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a comment. We'll read it. That just helps oh so greatly. Guys, like I also said at the beginning, 
If you're a big fan of Fansight, you read the Jet Press or the Daily Knicks, you can find our podcast there and the embedded, uh, we're embedded, I should say, in the website. So because guess what? We're partnered with them. So that's why you can find us over there. Also, we're on YouTube. So make sure to type in Knicks, comma, Jets, comma, ETC, period. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And when you watch a video, hit the like button, leave a comment, engage with us, let us know your thoughts and opinions, add to the conversation that we're already having. We love to hear what you guys think. We always appreciate and we love interacting with you all as well. And while you're over there, we got winning picks weekly. John, video producer Greg, they usually go down the NFL slate. Now you got Chip. Chip's been joining these guys. They're going over golf. Masters going on. College basketball, as I said. Men's, women's, March Madness. Major League Baseball, my goodness. I'm sure they're doing NBA stuff as well. Oh, we Guys, talked NBA. Need... We talked NHL for a second. We talked Futures. Soccer. Soccer. As oh. Futures, as Squidward would say, future. <laughs> we got it all covered. Yeah, you guys uh, just go over there. And you guys, uh, you'll have a good time. All right? But make sure to bet responsibly. And then last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Knicks Jets Etc. podcast. Knicks are up 65-50 on the Brooklyn Nets. You know why? Because the Knicks are good with the young kids. Let's go. We out. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, Jets. That was good.